Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are listening to Let's Talk Try, the official Let's Go Try podcast. Swung on, lines the deep left field. It is gone! This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 135. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we'll talk about the Astros cheating. Michael Brantley, is he innocent in all this? We'll talk about Michael Clevenger's comments on the cheating. We'll look at MLB Network's Right Now series and Carlos Santana being one of the best first basemen in baseball. We'll predict what the Indians are going to do between now and opening day. And of course, we'll take your questions. Joining me for all that and more is another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? Good. I got a lot of baseball cards from 1989, so... You know, pretty good. I got a Barry Bonds card. And why do you have specifically from 1989? Is there any reason you don't so have So this guy came into my work and gave me an entire box of, of Fleer baseball cards, all from 1989. Do you just have the look of somebody who might collect baseball cards? I don't know what that look is, but I'm assuming you have it, whatever it is. The, the guy I know is a big fan. So, you know, I got some great cards like Eddie Murray, Steve Balboni's mustache. Uh, Andres Galarraga, Jack Morris, who I refer to as Black Jack Morris, even though that's not his nickname. Oil can void. It literally just says oil can on the man's on the man's card. <laughs> a, a Nolan Ryan card when he was forty, I guess. How old was he in his card? Anyway, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to have. My brother and I went through it and built the best team we could based only on how they performed in 1988, which means that Barry Bonds was not a starting player on my team in 1989. I think he won MVP. He still was on the Pirates at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was the Pirates until uh, another couple of years, but yeah, he was only very, yeah. very, very, very good. Not um, <laughs> not it out of his mind. Best ever, good. Well, I mean, even before the roids, he was one of the best ever. But the roids just yeah. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly made uh, <laughs> alleged roids. <laughs> alleged, just like Mike uh, Trout just, is now apparently a legend, but not really. Oh, that was really funny. It, it, did you see any of that? I know you said you were cleansing oh, for baseball right. a little bit. That's but, right, he does steroids now. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because how quickly like. Everybody went in on the Astros, and there was no backtracking whatsoever. Like, obviously, the Astros are using buzzers. They're doing all this. And then, like, players were starting to say, like, he might have an exception for a thyroid thing. And then very quickly after that, everybody came back out and said, no, I didn't mean it. I meant if he has one. I don't mean he has one. I think mostly, if if we just jump into the Astros thing, I think that mostly means that, like, players don't have a thing against Mike Trout, and they know, like, he's probably not cheating. But the Astros, man. Nobody is shy about saying how garbagey they are. There were so many players that came out after this whole cheating thing. Michael Brantley, or not Michael Brantley, but uh, Trevor Bauer was one of them, of course. Yeah, he really basked in it, didn't he? He did. Because <laughs> this is his whole thing for the last several years was calling I out know. the Astros. And then the Astros coming back, like, we've been in World Series. The World Series ball spins different. And then now all this comes out, and Trevor's just running so many victory laps. Uh, Mike Clevenger had a video where he was getting a tattoo while he was shit-talking the Astros. That was fun. <laughs> 
That was pretty neat. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a tattoo. One of Bauer's videos. Oh, what song is it? It's the um the Tom is it Tom Collins? No, it's not his name. Phil Collins. Oh yeah, um, the in the air. The song that yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the air tonight with the drum beat, he timed it to the trash cans. That was really good. But yeah, so what are your how much did you did you follow the 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 whole thing about the Astros beating trash cans, everybody getting fired and Yeah, it was great, huh? Yeah, it was. Great. It was I, I think they should, that more people should. I mean, the, the issue you run into with this is just, I mean, obviously the union and having to clash with that. The combined thing of that and the most you can find a team is $5 million. Uh, it's a little disappointing that all you got was the, the scalp of uh, Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinge because obviously they weren't really the ones to blame. Uh, Cora and Beltron also apparently were central to the whole thing. But I kind of wish someone else had. Um, I don't know. Paid some, some kind of shit of, for it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I, I think in the, the Clevenger video, I think probably is the best example of this. Uh, the best, or rather, made the best point. Uh, we don't know who um, really. I, when I say who, like someone somewhere. You know what I mean? Like um, some kid may have been making his like second or third like pitching appearance against the Astros at some point since 2017. I don't know who it might have been, but like. Maybe he he was a fringe kind of a guy, but he was doing okay. And like, if he'd gotten a couple more chances, something would have clicked. But then he faced the Astros and was just utterly annihilated. Whether he was a reliever over a couple of games or a young starter for a single game, because they knew that when he was throwing a fastball, and he was just, again just kind of a fringe kind of a player who ended up instead of being able to at least set his family up pretty good for the next twenty years, he now has to go and you know bag groceries at the Hy-Vee or whatever. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a big deal. It's 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 amazing how much damage that we we you can't even really find that they did to just to individuals and people who aren't the stars and the ones who would have stuck there. Like you know, people talk about how if this thing all was happening all year, that Aaron Judge was robbed out of MVP. And I'm like, yeah, that, that does suck for Aaron Judge, but he's you know going to be a superstar for a long long time, long long time regardless. There's guys who missed out on opportunities, pitchers specifically, because uh, they were being you know everyone everyone knew what was happening and so they just got bombed and then they just got sent back down and never had a chance to get back into a rotation or into a bullpen again so that's very sad you know it's um i think that's the whole point i guess behind the whole cheat about, about why this is such a, a terrible thing like it's not on par i don't like the comparison with what pete rose was doing what he was doing was awful but in a uniquely awful way uh that was for only for personal enrichment and you know like he could do everything he wanted with it this is this was damaging to people that we can't even quantify. And then the fact that it just kind of taints an entire World Series, um, possibly two. I mean, the fact that the fact that the Nationals, the fact that nobody won at home the entire 2019 World Series kind of makes you wonder if they were doing anything like this in the 2019 postseason. But I don't know. That's a that's a question for another day. But it, it, it's just, it kind of soils a whole bunch of things. It makes Dodgers fans probably really pissed because they, they've just been running into the same wall for the last three years. Um, yeah, it's the two the two most hated World Series are the ones that the ad, the Dodgers lost in. Yeah. I think if anybody, the Dodgers are the most upset. Like, I mean, I would be. You know? They I haven't mean, said anything. They had a really petty. Um, I guess MLB sent out a, a notice that teams shouldn't talk about it. So the Dodgers just sent that out, like as a tweet about that. Um, teams are advised not to say anything about the the cheating scandal. This whole thing always makes me the the construct of. And this isn't really, and this is just kind of something I I noticed, I I thought about the other day. The construct of Major League Baseball or NFL or anything like that is very confusing, you know? Because the commissioner is ostensibly an employee of the owners. But then he's able, I don't know, it's it's weird how your employee can fine you and force you to, and like, you know, suspend, I don't know, suspend your other employees. But then 
and tell you not to talk about a thing, even though he, like I said, it's it's a very weird, I guess, dynamic. That goes back to that $5 million fine thing. Like I'm, I'm really shocked that owners decided major league baseball can't find owners more than $5 million. Like, of course that cap is going to be really low. Um, and I didn't really mind the the punishment they gave out either that it was because uh, I don't think they want to butt heads with the union right now. Like that's the main thing. Yeah. But I also think that it's a good idea to like go after the leaders of these kind of things. Like AJ Hinch wasn't doing it, but he said he knew that it was happening. Like, I think it's better. Like they're going for, cause you can't punish every single player. You can't determine who did what and all this stuff, but you can get the managers and say like, if you don't stop this, when you see it, this is going to happen basically. Um, and I also heard on, I don't know if it was something that actually happened or they were just thinking it happened, but on MLB Network a lot, they talked about how the players might have had immunity to suspensions to give all the information. Right. Which I think if that's what happened, that's fair because I think it's more important that Major League Baseball gets everything they could to know what was going on than just suspend Jose Altuve for a year or whatever. Um, but it makes like him and Alex Bregman really annoying now when they're just avoiding any <laughs> questions about it. And they can completely, because like Luno and... AJ Hintz, with whatever minimal involvement they had, they had to be fired, put out these statements, and then Alex Bregman just says the Astros did what they did, and the commissioner put out his report. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, that's the most cowardly thing in the world. Yeah. Um, everybody knows you cheated. You know you cheated, and you can't bother just saying I'm sorry and I went too far or something. But just the, the total lack of accountability by all the Astros players is ridiculous. And good Lord, if Michael Brantley is involved in it, they should just send him back to Cleveland. He's too pure for that place. But, <laughs> but <laughs> Altuve and... Um, Bregman, there's got to be some. Did you see that? Like Altuve, Altuve I would say Altuve is is perhaps the most because Bregman was a rookie in 2017. Not 2016 was rookie. Okay, 2017 was his first full year. So I mean, I'm not saying that absolves him. He was still kind of a a new guy around. He was really good, but he wasn't. You know, in 2017, he was probably fourth or fifth or sixth or something like that on the kind of pecking order of who the big man on campus was. You know, you know like you know what I mean. He was good. Again. Yeah, like it's it's obvious. Like if anybody's leading this, it's probably going to be Altuve. Was up oh, exactly. There, I mean the the, the guys exactly. I, I, Jose Altuve has been the face of that franchise for almost a decade now, and I mean I don't know. It's um, the fact that he in particular has just been so not talking about it at all, or not owning up to anything, or not accepting these things were happening. It's it's bizarre to me, I guess, because again he's been on that team for a long time. I guess you know he's. Um, yeah, nine years. He ago. was that team for the longest time when they were exactly. still garbage, and yeah, it was, he was just the only thing worth watching up until about 2014, basically 2015. Yeah, and um, him to, to, to for him to just you know I don't know not address it at all when it's kind of heinous is I can understand why he's doing it. I mean, no one wants to talk about bad things that make them uncomfortable, make them look bad, but uh, considering you kind of should like I mean, I think I mean, he took and, the immunity right. from baseball, and he's taking that as immunity from everybody. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't I mean, have to cop up to Major League Baseball's so to, to cop up to you people at all either, which is the kind of the mentality it seems like him and Bregman have been taking, which is really annoying. <laughs> and like, I don't like to want to say that like he's setting a bad example for like the kids or whatever, but I mean, at the same time, there's certain things that it can be existentially damaging to a sport that has made him incredibly wealthy and is loved by a lot of people and is, you know, I mean, in the fabric of our society in some way or other. However, that may be fading over time. I I think there's some, someone, someone has to say fucking something, you know, like, like Hinch and Lunauer just kind of disappeared into the ether. And then we're all just like, well, we did a thing and no one actually got punished. And we, we knocked off a couple of figureheads, but everyone else who was involved in this, as far as we know, is still on that team. Right. Right. Like, 
Like yeah, yeah, Cora, no, no, Cora left, but and, and Beltron left, but they were already gone. And like if the, like everyone else in the front office or whatever, like I I, I, just, I don't think that this just kind of stopped at the, at the hallway of the clubhouse. You know what I mean? This this is definitely oh yeah, uh, players can't do this themselves. You got to get somebody to get all the the TV feed for you. You're probably not having a player near the trash can and everything. So there's a bunch of people that are involved that aren't going to be punished for it, which. Which is part of the thing I think that you got to go to the people who we can hold accountable for it as the managers and and that kind of thing. But it's a weird. It's it just sucks because again, this is one of those things that will that cast a shadow over over literally an entire World Series. And the last time that happened, they suspended fucking everybody, <laughs> or or forever rather. They they banned everybody forever, and it was a black mark on the sport for forever. Literally. So I don't and think this is as bad as that one, though. No, like, I, I think I, the biggest difference here so is either. that they're cheating the win compared to cheating to, to they could potentially be cheating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As long as you're cheating to win, it still doesn't make it good or better, but it's not quite as completely, totally despicable as cheating to the point where you might just lose to make money for yourself. Now, uh, Merritt, I don't know. Maybe I've missed it. I'm sure the statement has come out, but I don't know where Justin Verlander has put his. Um, excellent I'm sure he's point, come out Matthew. somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe I just missed it. Maybe was it retweeted? I didn't see it. I don't know, but I'm sure you Justin know, Verlander with all has come out and said days. that he doesn't like this cheating. We, a lot of teams because he hates all cheaters, man. Exactly, but man, a lot of teams had their fan fest this weekend. So I'm mean, oh, just of, busy. It's fair. He's busy. The, your, the Twitter feeds and the the news lines are just so full up with. You know that that type of shit. So it's it's just you probably you probably missed it, and we just don't have to go back and address that's, it. But yeah, he's I'm not going to say he's a hypocrite because whatever I don't know. He's definitely a guy I mean, who has he is. opinions, but I don't know. I mean, remember when he complained the Indians had a light on at one point? Yeah, that in the was stadium? awesome. That was I my favorite. Loved when he complained about the Indians, it was always so great. It was like, <laughs> shut up, idiot! What are you doing? Like, <laughs> now that made me think: what if the Indians were doing that to steal signs? Because every team's got to be doing something like this, I'd assume, or some measure of it what if the indians were like getting signs and then flashing a bathroom light somewhere that'd be really cool but i don't think it's the case but i think verlander's is a big old whiny baby which is i mean it's, just what happens now and then a st- story like that crops up somewhere like there was the man in white who would sit in the center field of uh for the um blue jays and yeah all the stuff verlander said about the indians and but that was always much more not old timey but like uh i don't know it seemed to be at least a bit more slippery and like for lack of a better word, crafty, I guess. This the, the the sheer stupidity of it, where they're just like looking at the video and then banging on a trash can. You're like, what are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> now, this is this is probably a dumb question, but is there actually something like in the rule bike that says you can't have a guy in the outfield with a telescope who's like holding up a sign? I don't know. Like, what truth? if a fan just wants to do it to help the team? Yeah, and like I'm he sure. just sits out there with a, a binoculars and a sign that says slider fastball, but he has nothing to do with the team itself. Could they do anything about that? I don't know. I mean, I think there's a general clause of quit doing fucked don't up cheat. shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking do that. Rule yeah. three, section four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three point, yeah, yeah. Rule three, section four, subclause 12. <laughs> quit doing idiotic stuff, you moron. <laughs> All right. I would yeah, assume okay. that like, no matter what stadium it is, they would kick the guy out just to be on the safe side. But Right, right. Maybe, I guess, you could just sit out there with binoculars you want to help the team and hold up a sign that says slider. I'm just trying to be a nice guy over here. <laughs> I just have these signs. I don't know what they mean. What are you talking about? I don't I know. Just, I, I, I like, can't read. I just hold up these signs randomly. Uh, I'm just. I'm a big fan of fastballs and also sometimes sliders. What do you want from me? And I, and I cheer <laughs> Go, them on. Go, sliders. Go, sliders. Sliders is my favorite mascot, now. so I just hold this up to cheer him. That's what I do. 
All right, man. Let's talk about something that's not quite cheating. Um, I guess you All could right. you could cheat the the robots, but uh, MLB Network they have their right now series where they have their old shredder thing. Which now that sabermetrics are like everybody accepts them as not as this this cutter like um, edgy thing. Like yeah, we're using stats. It's like now they they just do it. And also they yeah, have like, you um, better fucking <clears throat> be using stats. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and now it's almost like quaint when they bring on like Carlos Pena or whoever on to also talk about the non-statistical side of analyzing these guys. Because so, at this point, we do it so much that just doing the shredder and the hard analysis is like you can just go on fan graphs and sort and find it. But yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's a neat little series they have where they run down every position, the top 10 players of every position. Um, so far, they've done the outfield, which, shockingly, no Indians players were on any of those lists. Why um, about Jordan Luplo? He was really good against uh, righties, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was sort of okay against half the league. That'll get you yeah, on a list right, of the see? best in the Thank league. Thank you. <laughs> I guess Puig maybe could have been considered, but he wasn't. Um, but the only one so far has been Carlos Santana, number eight, uh, for the first baseman, which we could start with that. Like, are you okay with that, or should he have been higher, or or what do you think about where he landed there? Eighth? Um, Eighth for first baseman. It's not like ALDL. Yeah. It's just all together. Right. No, I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, there aren't a lot. The thing is, like, there aren't a lot of good first basemen anymore. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, yeah, they mentioned that, too. Like, most of them have gone to the DH now is where... Right. Like where previously a really good first baseman would have been because they couldn't field. Now they're just doing DH instead. Uh. <laughs> well, so so now it leads. Um, I thought Max Muncy, who was obviously the best first baseman last season, is number two. Freddie Freeman's number one. Pete Alonzo was three. Anthony Rizzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Matt Olson, Luke Voigt, Santana, Josh Bell, and then Edwin is number 10. So it's very much not – it's not a very slugger-heavy list. Like Pete Alonzo is. Anthony Rizzo, no. I, guess, I guess he's a slugger, but he's mainly just an overall good hitter. But – um, but it's a lot of traditional ones that used to be good here at DHs now, so it's hard to. I pulled up the the list of, um, according to Fangraphs, uh, wins above replacement. Alonzo's number one. Santana's number three, actually. Is that Steamer projections like last season? No, this is this is this past <laughs> season. So I Stop guess they're. I... Oh yeah, what? so okay, are we, are we... Uh, yeah, Steamer. <laughs> well, the shredder thing they have uses the last two seasons, and Santana was not very oh, good right. for the Phillies. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You're so right. that kind of drags them down a little bit. Yeah, he was also really bad defensively this year, apparently, by statistics. But, I mean, who cares his first base? But still, compared to how I good mean, he was a couple of years ago, and he's a gold yeah, guard, exactly. it kind of sucks. Yeah, I so I don't know. But he, I think number I don't know. Fair, there's, right? there's a bunch of pretty – I just – I have other problems with the list, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's the last two years. But <laughs> I'd want him above Luke Voigt. Yeah, I don't want him above Luke Voigt. But also, like – I mean, Matt Olsen's good, I guess. But I'd want him above Luke Voigt and probably Paul Gold. Goldschmidt was so good in 2018, though. I just feel like he's kind of on a down. But Santana's 32 as well. Uh, I don't know why Edwin Carnesian was listed as a first baseman. There's, he's the worst first baseman ever. <laughs> the one, um, do you, can you tell just by really glancing real quick who the big omission is here? Which I guess makes sense considering he wasn't very good last year. I wonder if he's on the fan graphs list. Joey Votto. I'm looking real quick. Not, oh, shit, you're right. Joey Votto's not on this list. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he, he was number one a couple of years ago. He's number one, I think, multiple times. He's always been in the top four, but he dropped yeah. right off because he wasn't that yeah. good last year. I, he was not very good at all. Still walking a shitload, but not doing much else. And he's so old. Isn't he like 36, too? That was surprisingly for me. I didn't realize how old Joey Votto is. He's been around since Which forever, sucks because he's not going to get a World Series. No, definitely not now. No. Knows. I mean, unless he's a <laughs> player... That's the thing. Like he'd have to go somewhere else and be a DH or something, and like he just doesn't hit. Yeah, and he's still like, signed he, for a you know, billion you know, dollars or whatever through twenty twenty four. So you know who could really use a, a soft hitting uh, DH is the Indians. He's classic Indians material right now. Perfect. We could use him as a uh, 
I said, platoon guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love their platoons. <laughs> He's Joey Votto and pay him $20 million to do it. Yeah, you just platoon him and, um, I don't know, Jordan Luplo, I guess. And they can both hit righties? I guess. Luplo have weird reverse splits. But No, you're thinking of literally anybody else. <laughs> Jordan Luplo has the most no- normal splits you can think of. You know, I'm He's pretty sure I read a couple articles saying how he started to hit right, he started to hit right-handed pitching towards the end of the season. So shut up. Well, you read those in like July, doing. and then he tanked again, and then he was only good as a split. Because <laughs> remember, they yeah, tried him every but, day for a very short time, and then he was like, "Nope, I'm not doing that anymore." It's almost like letting someone play more will let them get more comfortable in the situation. I don't know. It's an idea I have. Maybe <laughs> we can explore <laughs> at a later date. Maybe they could bunt but a little I, more. So I don't know. Well, I mean, that, that, at least that keeps, it, keeps the defense honest, right? That's what we're trying to do here. Honesty in our defenses. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. So where do you think um, some of these other guys are going to end up? I think Lindor is going to—he's going to be one in shortstop, right? I can't think of who else would be better than him. I can't, but... I, I can't think of anyone. I mean, unless they really want to try and shoehorn like Correa in there or something like that. But over, I suppose going over the last two years, I mean, Lindor's got to be number one. And then uh, what's his name? Ramirez is going to be on there somewhere. I mean, maybe eighth or ninth or something like that. But he's been—he was tremendous in twenty eighteen, and then he was. Second half of 2019, he was pretty good. I'm assuming uh, this list and everything was made before the Astro stuff came out. So Alex Bregman's probably going right. to be the top third baseman. That'll be awkward to talk about. But well, I'm assuming Anthony Rendon is going to be up there too somewhere because, good Lord, he's really he's, good. Because he might be the job. best third baseman in the world. Right. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good reason for him to be missing. there, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a crowded that, third I mean, baseman. Is third base probably like the most talented position in baseball right now? I th- honestly, I think it is. It's looking at these guys who are on, who are on this list. like Even guys like Rafael Devers who are finally turning it around and – Yon Moncada had a 141 WRC plus last year. Like Manny Machado, people just forgot he existed, but he's still <laughs> really good. You know, he, well, Manny Machado went to San Diego. Of course, everybody forgot. Although he wasn't exactly, that good last yeah. year. But. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to be a monster in 2019. In 2020, you, you know, he, he was just turning it on as the season wound down. Is he a third baseman? But, uh, I mean, ostensibly, I don't know where else you'd play him right now. They don't really have space anywhere else. He's a shitty third baseman, I guess is what you'd call him. <laughs> Isn't there um isn't um Dante Bichette a third baseman? Or is it Bo Bichette? Which Bichette is it? That's the prospect. <laughs> Bo Bichette. <laughs> there you go. Uh I don't know. I, I thought he, I figured he was gonna be an outfielder, just like his daddy. A bad oh, a bad okay. fielding outfielder. Oh no, he's um, a shortstop, never mind. I mean, yeah, Ejuanio Suarez is very good. All these guys are just incredibly talented and would be a star on a lot of crappier teams, but you know, again, Bregman, Rendon, Chapman, whoever forgets about. Arenado, who Apparently he's going to get traded. I'm still confused by that one. But that, that's a whole thing. Is, God damn. Could you imagine the that's Indians true. extending Lindor right now and like being so excited that next offseason they're looking to trade him already? 
It's the stupidest God, thing in the world. It is hands down the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, Jose Ramirez is going to be like fourth at worst uh, 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 on their on their top ten. Right at now. worst, you mean the best? It's going to be at hard for worst. him to get that high. He was the probably the best third baseman in oh, baseball in twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're somewhere in the middle. I think I think it'll be lower, like five or six. But there's so oh, many good third basemen though. Why are they? And that's why they're they're doing that one last. Um, let's see, catchers. I just don't think that uh, he's going to get in there. Just because he wasn't good in 2018, uh, and yeah. Well, that and it's just he doesn't have the the offensive stats. I guess you know it's he's he's all defense and um. Well, they they also changed their their shredder formula on weights like defense for different positions. I would hope that at catcher they weighted a lot more than offense. Which they, which if they do is going to help them. So I I would almost say the last two years, uh, whenever he got a chance to, we oh for sure, just a brick yeah. wall. So and then for starting pitchers is really the only other place you're probably going to see any Indians. And I would say. Clevenger gets in there and at like fifth or sixth or seventh or something like that. And then who else? Bieber? Bieber? Did you forget Shane Bieber? I'm just thinking. I mean, he wasn't really good in 2018, right? That's like true. he was yeah, he really good in 2019. <laughs> but I mean, if we're, if we're going over the last two years, he was, he's been merely a, a pretty good pitcher. And I think Clev- like you said, years, Clevenger for sure is going to be there pretty high. And remember this season, even before he got injured, he was unhittable for the like, he didn't have like double digit strikeouts every start until he got that back injury. Yeah, only no, two, he, he but was truly incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got a 154 ERA plus over the last two years and struck out what a million, 376 and 326 innings since uh, 2018. Basically a million. Tremendous yeah. since 2017. Yeah. He's, he's perfect. He's a, he's a perfect pitcher. That's, that's yeah. what it is. And I, I, I think he'll be not quite top five just because there's some guys out there who are um, also really, really good, but. Yeah. I, I think my him. my favorite rumor this offseason is the Angels wanting the trade for Mike Clevenger. That is, I don't want him to do it, but I just want to see the Indians turn Vinny, Pisp- Vinny Pistano into Clevenger and then into like Joe Adele or whatever. <laughs> just because how much <laughs> must the Angels hate themselves right now? They got a half season of Vinny Pistano for the pitcher they would probably trade just about anything for right now. It's it's great. Over the last two years, where does he rank up by wins above replacement? Would the Angels have won the World Series Never. if they didn't make that trade? Um, no, because everything... They, That's I mean, true. I don't Clevenger would have gotten hurt. They don't have any bats to, to speak of. And also, as the Astros... He might not have developed like he exist. did. Yeah. That's true, yeah. and the, But again, the Astros still do exist. So, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, Clevenger sneaks in the back half of the five. Now, second base, my, my Cesar Hernandez. <laughs> he makes the list as a second baseman. Without a doubt. Second base is a terrible <laughs> position that no one's good at as far as I know. Or maybe they are. I'm not sure. I don't actually watch baseball. Yeah, <laughs> what sport no, is this be, again? Um, wait, what are we talking about again? Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, it's not that stacked of position. If Max Muncy got picked as a first baseman, <laughs> then he's out already. And then I guess you'll have, what, Altuve, Albies, Torres, Baez, Moncada. Why is Mike Mostakas? Torres. You know what? I don't think it's that uh, terrible that he might make it. There is Holy not crap. that many good he second He might actually baseman. sneak onto this list. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cattell Marte, does he count as a second baseman? Ozzy Albies? I Maybe think he enough. does count as a second baseman. I remember Mike Petriello tweeting about that. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to go Baez, Marte, Albies, Altuve. Whit Merritt. No, Whit Merrifield's an outfielder. Um, Mancata. I guess it depends on who they allow to be a second baseman, really, because there's so many players. Like right. nobody's a primary second baseman anymore. It's so rare. Well, that's the thing. DJ LeMay. Yeah, this, yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a very weird. DJ May, who's already third baseman. Jonathan Villar, Torres, 
They're not going to put Azrubal Cabrera on there, are they? <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> I might. hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, and then, I mean, again, I'm just kind of going off like wins above replacement. He might actually make it. Um, over the last two years. It truly just depends on who they Cesar include. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. you got to be kidding me. That's the stupidest thing I found out about anything over the last month, I think. And that's not... Give it like Brian Do- Second base used to be like one of the big good positions, wasn't it? It was... Well, it wasn't. It was. I mean, it was more like if you were good at second base, then you're a god because right. it's just. It was. I mean, it was basically you had uh, what's his name on the Phillies who was you know the player everyone wanted Chase Utley, but trying to go to their great second baseman over the last <laughs> however long. There you go. That about tells you how it is. I mean, Jason Kidd for a couple uh, of years was it, and that, he was pretty good. He was one of them. Yeah, exactly. That's that's true. Jason Kidd was a top. I mean, oh, Justin yeah. Pedroia was the class of the position for a, a, about a decade. Robinson there. Cano. That was another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. What do you know about Robbie Cano? It's true. Um, who else? I don't know. I think Cesar Hernandez might make it there. We were all excited by D. Gordon for a while there. Um, Starlin Castro was supposed to be really good. Dan Ugla? He was a second baseman. was good for a very short time. Dan Ugla was theoretically a second baseman. That's true. He, <laughs> he was theoretically a baseball player, yes. He had 33 home runs one year, so there you go. And then he got into a fight with, uh, what's his name? Former Indian. Won an MVP or something, or batting title or something like that. He got into a fight. Yeah, he got into oh, a fight with um, the guy who was on the Indians last year, but then but then left because he was terrible. That describes for you. Oh, <laughs> boy! I remember when he was good? Indians last year. That <laughs> they <man>. sure did. <laughs> I don't think Eric Stamets or Max Moroff is going to make many lists, but who knows? Um, but it's, yeah, um, it's funny to just to think back. You know, I, I was doing that over the Christmas. It is not fun to think back, back and... actually, Merritt. Well, it's hilarious more than anything. <laughs> when you just remember that Ryan Flaherty started fourteen games or whatever, or I remember when the season Eric started, Haas there was, was a there was a joke that he might get him at bat, and I'm like, ha ha, there's no way that's going to happen. And then in the middle of the playoff race, happen. he gets a bunch of at bats. Guess what, idiots? It did happen. <clears throat> uh, Eric, Eric Haas was a player, and they, and they just traded him. So there you go. <laughs> at least you didn't write I was excited a for him for a while there. Yeah, at least yep. you didn't write a post about trading him for um, Starling Marte and look like a. Real smart baseball yeah, right So they traded him for straight cash. <laughs> After they designated him for assignment. <laughs> well, yeah, what the hell happened with Eric Haas? There was at least some potentially got power or something. And it was like, oh, whatever. He's done. I can't tell if I'm insulted by that move. <laughs> I am personally insulted, first million. of all. <laughs> well, like, you, you watch a team dump, what, $80 million in salary or something like that. I, I might be embellishing that a little bit, but not by a lot. <laughs> and then, but, but then there's this player that we're ostensibly excited about, I think. They just sell him, not even for anything. You're like, <laughs> barely any cash. Am I cash. mad at this anymore? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Fine. I guess we don't want him either. I, I always hate so him. Never liked him. What we're talking about? Never a fan. Yeah. Screw um, him. So, man, aside from dumping another eighty million in salary and being down to like two million, um, do you have any specific predictions between? I was going to say now in spring training, but I'm going to stretch it just so we can actually make it interesting because I don't think anything's going to happen between now and spring training, but. Between now and opening day, do you have any predictions about what the Indians might do or, or should do or Moves what you think they do? Make. There you should go. Do? Hmm. That, that, well, those are really two big, like big different questions, what they should do and what they will do. Well, I'd like it if they signed another bat. That's a bold theory. Um, I know that's uh, – thanks, man. Let's see. <laughs> top 50. Specifically, and I was, I was against this, I admit this, um, coming into the offseason, but then they proceeded to do absolutely nothing. So, what about Yasiel Right? What about him? <laughs> I mean, right now he apparently wants a three-year deal for like $15 million each, which chill out, Yasiel. I like you, but no. Nobody's going to do that. 
I think the the Indians could wait it out and get him for like a one year, what nine ten million, and just let him bet on himself, kind of thing. I, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of other guys they might be able to get on like a prove it kind of a deal, a la what uh, Donaldson did last year. But, but nowhere like, near twenty million. Through, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, just because they they dumped sixty seven million dollars out doesn't mean they can afford anything. Man. Come on, that's crazy. <laughs> what do you want them to do? Reinvest that money or something? That's crazy. Nobody does that. Let's see. Uh, but Puig would be fun, maybe. Um, trying to think of anyone else who's still available. Uh, that's how this is. Brock Holt. Oh, boy. Brock Holt. You know what? Brock Holt is a very Indians pick. He is a very. <laughs> I thought Matt Duffy Damn. was a very Indians choice, but they didn't get him. But Brock you know Holt is a very a Indians year old, A 32-year-old who can play a bunch of positions, former Red Sox, <laughs> and also <laughs> a basically league average hitter. Uh, I think this is the move right here, man. <laughs> Not that they should do, but that they might do. It is actually very possible. It. Like, <laughs> and it, it wouldn't be the worst either. He's an upgrade over probably several outfielders Indians could field. I, w- I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be excited, but I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. All right, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I guess the big question is if they believe that Daniel Johnson is going to be enough of – if they first of all believe he'll make the team and second of all they contribute, they'll like, if they think he'll be an average bat, they'll just save the money and not bother. With anybody, right? right? No, exactly. Right, and, and that makes the most sense, in all honesty, because the whole point here is to just get guys who are just fine. I don't know. Ben Zobrist is available still. I don't know who's... If no, he's not. Um, he's retired, right? He's like 90 no, years I mean, old. He, he's 39. <laughs> I know what I said. Uh, um, Hunter Pence? He's one I would like a lot. I think Hunter actually. Pence would be... I think that'd be a fun one. I would rather have him as a fourth outfielder than a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's been pay, getting paid. But wow, he was I, really I was good last year. What the hell? It. Yeah, no, he had a. I, there, what? there was talk, and I almost wrote the article about them trading for him because I thought that would make a lot of sense. But then I think the uh, Rangers were on the fringe of some kind of contention. He only made two million dollars last year. I think this either this one or the Brock Holt signing makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and because yeah. they'd be dirt cheap. Like it's just over the years, I feel like I've gotten a better sense of what the true Indian signing is. And I, Brock, Brock Holt is the one that makes the most sense, but, uh, but now, you know, would he be the best Holt in Indian's history? I mean, he's competing with Tyler Holt, who was also a legend. So he's got some competition. there. It would be a tight squeeze and worthy of at least 15 articles per writer on let's go tribe. <laughs> Tyler Holt tale versus Brock Holt. A tale of two Holts. Were you a Holt maniac? So those are my ideas. I was not. I didn't I care about him at all. I'll be honest with you. I just, <laughs> oftentimes, I get, I, I'm unenthused by shit players. So it's just, are you sure you want to be an Indians fan to... then? If you're unenthused by <laughs> shit players who are brought in for nothing? No, 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 what no. What are you no, here no. for? There's, 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 a there's a difference between being unenthused by shit players and trying to see something good in, 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 in trying to see that diamond in the rough. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, the Ozuna signing, I wouldn't want to happen. Uh, the Puig signing, I think, would be the ideal. But I can't forget that Nick Castellanos has, has not been signed yet. It's kind of weird to me. The Indians have a space for him at DH, but they're not going to give a DH $60 million again just after doing it. And if he's going to be a DH, they're going to have to admit anyway. that Fernando Reyes is an outfielder, which I don't think they want to do. Oh, shit, I'm, that's I right. mean, they've Uh-oh. said they're going to try him in the outfield, but I don't think they will. That's not a good idea. That's a bad I, idea, I right? I sign it. Well, then, if that's the case, then yeah, I think the Holt or Penn signings makes the most most sense. Just if only because I know he's not quite the fielder he used to be. Talking about Pence, but 
I'm sure he's more competent than Fran Mil Reyes is because Fran Mil Reyes is a horror show in the outfield. You gotta, good lord, let me yeah, swing a bat, yeah. but defensively. Well, well, we'll see about the bat thing too. Yeah, I, th- I think my dream I, scenario I, 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 is. I'm, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm very on the fence with Fran Mil Reyes. He strikes out so goddamn. <laughs> but when he hits the ball, man, it's so hard. He's, I know, he's I know, but they already have a guy crack. like that. They already have Bobby Bradley, who's been tweeting himself hitting balls very. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be Bradley cool if you could do that. <laughs> could you imagine if you could do that? Would that be cool? <laughs> That's mean. I like Bobby Bradley. Oh, be good. <laughs> I do too. I want him. I want him and Reyes on the. I want the new market efficiency to be big ass dudes. <laughs> big ass <laughs> dudes swinging sticks. That's. The... <laughs> I want it to finally work. They tried it once with guys like Shelly Duncan and Jerry Sands and others. <laughs> Just huge idiots who swung the ball hard, that hard. And I loved it, but it never worked. But maybe they can do it again with Puig. I'm not with well, Puig, bring Puig in too. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, but with uh, Reyes and uh, and Bradley just hitting bombs, baby, bombs for days. Now, unfortunately, I think with the Rangers getting Kluber, they're obviously going to try to compete. So it kind of kills my dream scenario. But I want Joey Gallo. Forgetting about that. Oh, oh do you forget Corey Kluber's on the Rangers merit, and also Nick Goody, which I is on, it's a ways down the ring I keep of on worries. Forgetting but. that, Jesus Christ. I saw He's going to be a Ranger Fest or whatever Ranger. bullshit they call it. I saw a picture of wearing a Ranger jersey the other day. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, right. No. <laughs> it's it's going to confuse me all season. I'm just going to be like, wait, what day is Kluber starting? This is weird. <laughs> Why are th- it's been like eight days. And, I, and I'll, just, I'll just check a box, like a Rangers box, which is Kluber. Eight it, innings, one hit, 12 strikeouts. Ah, damn it. it and he loses one nothing. We've sort of talked about it before, about the weirdness of seeing players in other jerseys. I don't think Kluber and Rangers looks all that weird, which in itself is weird to me. It it it. He it just looks, looks like a Ranger. I think it looks incredibly weird. I don't know. You're right. I mean, of, of all the teams for it to be on, that's definitely a good one. He looks like a sheriff of some kind. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, he's like the... Much much more so than Jason Kidman's or anyone else. He's just been the best player on the team over the last, you know, since 20, what, 13 probably. Yeah, over and I am not ready for Jason Kidman to see him in another jersey yet. I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared I for that. I haven't gotten over that. <laughs> I, I, as, long as, it's, as long as it's the White Sox or the, or the like, you know, like when I saw Lonnie Chisnall in a Pirates uniform very briefly before he got hurt, I was like, that makes sense. I was, okay, was going to say, when did you see him one. in a Pirates uniform, man? Like a spring training uniform? Is that where... <laughs> I don't think he had an bat for the Pirates, did he? He was injured before... Was he really? I, I, so. I saw it somewhere. But like you know, when I see Jason Kipnis in a, um, I think White Sox is a good fit for him. White Sox is the best fit, hands down. I that one is it makes perfect sense. But like if I see him in like an Orioles jersey, oh, like, the poor yeah, guy. Okay. What are you doing to Jason Kipnis? <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> hey, it's Monster. a great stadium. Um, that means I get to go see him a lot too. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so we have a kind of, at least a couple questions. Um, every, I guess, Sunday now, whatever day this is, we ask you on Facebook and Twitter for your questions, what you want us to answer, and some of them are weird, some of them are good. They're all good, but some are just weird, and I like that. Um, They're always good, because our fans are the best. <laughs> our listeners are our heroes. That is a fact. Uh, Jose Fernandez Chavira on Facebook, he wants to know what prospects could the tribe ask the Jays for in return for potential trade for Lindor? Uh, I think you can, you can ask for whoever you want, what? but... <laughs> You're not. I'm assuming this is a Jays fan who just wandered in and saw there was a question for an Indians podcast. Um, but you're not going to get anybody from Mark Shapiro. There's no way he's trading prospects for Francisco Lindor. He's not trading prospects for anybody. No, no. Um, that that man also, loves. Also, they his don't prospects. have any good prospects. Right. <laughs> I mean, you consider not a prospect, but like they could get the Bichette. I already forgot which one it is again. Um, Bo. Bo. There you go. Bichette, I, Dante yes. Bichette is just the and one burned in my head, and I can't get past it that he's the right one. Um, 
you could ask for Glad Five Guerrero Jr. if you're in for a laugh. Um, they're not going to give them to you, but but yeah. First of all, the the right the Blue Jays don't have anybody worth Francisco Lindor, and if they did, Mark Shapiro would not give you them. We know when he was in Cleveland, he loves his prospects. <laughs> Honestly, that's part of the reason the Indians have such a great team now is that he hoarded prospects so much. Um, yeah, but he's not going to trade them. You ever notice that they have the most that the Blue Jays have the most of the, of the large adult sons in all, in all of baseball? <laughs> that's Mark Shapiro's efficiency and. Gar- and Guerrero Jr. and uh, what's his name's kid too? Um, I, I mean, Merritt, who was the uh, the president when Shelly Duncan and Jerry Sands were in the team? Mark Shapiro. Holy shit! <laughs> also, Jesus Aguilar and Carlos Santana. He <laughs> oh loves him some big. This is thing. <laughs> well, I guess what I mean is these are these, these are all literally the sons of major leaguers. Too. Oh, I see what all, you're saying. All three of those guys. <laughs> he just drafts by name recognition. That's all he does. Yeah, he's like, I remember watching him. Yeah, get him. <laughs> He's terrible. All right. <laughs> He's oh, never no, played baseball. What are you person. talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't just draft oh, Bill idea. Gates' son because you like his name, <laughs> sir. Draft him now. <laughs> hey, draft Barry Bonds. He's a computer programmer. Yeah, that's fine. Have you seen his name? Get him. I want him now. Yeah, come on. We, we, can, we can teach him the game. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so at Hiram Boyd on Twitter, he asks, is Tito going to be versatile and using the potential awesome back of the bullpen or really just assign jobs? I wouldn't give one person the job. I'd be open to giving multiple guys clothes and using different innings. Uh, what do you think of that one, Merritt? Is, is Tito going to just rely on roles or just kind of let everybody pitch where they should be pitching? Well, I think we learned uh, we, over the years, we've learned two things about Terry Francona. He will always have a closer and um, he really likes his capital G guys. Now, most of them are gone now. Um, hand will be the closer. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? The only way we can change that is if the front office trades him, which fine. Relief pitchers are a, are little more than a um, highly fluctuating asset, and moving them, moving on them when, when they're high is a smart move a lot of times. Uh, also, what we talked about before the podcast, but Adam Simber's career is basically over because you have to pitch to three people in a row now, and if it's two, if it's one righty and two lefties, and you're going to give up two home runs, so. I would like it if he was versatile with these guys. I mean, uh, Oliver Perez is still good. Are these guys still on a fucking team? <laughs> I think Ollie out. is, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they still have, they're going to have a really damn good bullpen. Like Nick Whitgren's no, still going to be there. No, it, I mean, the new kid, Clace, uh, Karen Shack's going to be pitching. I, I think at least one or two of those guys that they kind of called up over the end of the last season are going to be good. I like Hunter Wood. My hope is he adds some velocity this year and he's a, he lives more in the 95 to 97 range and the 93 to 95 range. I think that'll make him a much better weapon. I remember I recall his secondary stuff being at least passable with more velocity. I think he'd have more swing and miss potential. But I guess to answer the question, yeah, one would hope that he uses guys um, judiciously. The new way of managing bullpens makes it, I can't tell if it'd be easier or harder for him, right? Like the three batter minimum, you mean? Pitch to both sides. Right. Yeah. He's got who can pitch to both sides of the plate. And Wickren has proven to be able to do that. Perez has proven to be able to do that. Clay throws 100 miles an hour, so I'm <laughs> sure he'll be able to do it. Adam Simbers throws a mere 98. Uh, Simbers out. And then, like I said, <laughs> just ho- out. <laughs> just like a matter of fact, that one. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, you idiot! <laughs> just throwing boots at him. Yeah, because uh, so, you figure he's gonna have an eight-man bullpen. <laughs> so you got Hand, Wickren, Perez, Clay, Karinchek, um, Wood, Plutko, inevitably. And then uh, we have an eighth spot that will be Simber until he realizes they realize he can't uh, do anything. And then I don't, know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world either to have hand as your designated closer and then use 
two oh, potential fireballers no. whenever. I, I think I don't think it's gonna have like a setup thing anymore. I don't think it's gonna be a Brian Shaw this year. I think it's just no, that Brad Hand is the closer well, and will be able to use this when they can when they're warmed up. I think there may be a discovery phase. Um now whether they'll it will discover anything or whether they'll go with a hot hand sort of a thing. That's the real question. Yeah. Because Wickren was good for a little while last year, but also he was bad for a little while last year. Um there was that time when Oh, what the hell was his name? Not Harold. Um, what? <laughs> 2018. Uh, he was a 2018 reliever, and he was terrible, terrible for a while, and then he was good suddenly, and then he was bad again. Dan Otero. I'm fine. No, Dan Otero was just bad that entire year. <laughs> uh, his that. name was, and I'll tell you, that's right. It was indeed Neil Ramirez. It was, like, it was some weird. Oh, like, ew, like, gross. Yeah, off, office worker's name. It was like I don't know <laughs> Neil or Harold or something. Yeah, he was really bad. Uh, but he, but he had a stretch there, which was pretty good. So yeah. it was like a hot hand thing. And so I think we'll see a little bit of that until, like, is Karen Check the real deal? Is Clay's the real deal? One would fucking hope they traded a few times. Cy Young, who I think is still has a lot of gas in the tank. And Karen Check, is, we've been talking about him for 100 years, it seems like. And so and then you have guys like Jeffrey Rodriguez, too. Who, if Again, that's one of three young pitchers they have in the rota- potential rotation guys who I hope add a little bit of velocity this year. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, long story short, I hope so. I would I would expect so. Uh, matchups don't exist anymore. Like you can't pitch to matchups, so you just need to go with the best pitcher you have over and over. And outside of hand, that's what six guys there who I think are pretty good. Um, so we're up it up that's with a very um, a very concrete question, one that requires a lot of knowledge and and research. Um, at NLP four HDH, he wants to know what was the worst Indians pick of twenty eighteen. The draft worst Indians draft pick. Um, we're both very close followers of the draft and we both obviously followed 2018 which was exactly two years ago <laughs> so not the last draft but the one before it Merritt, who was the worst draft pick of 2018 that's a tough one to think about let me consider this for just a moment <laughs> um do, do you want me to give you my very well thought out answer first yeah what do you got uh, round 23 pick 29 overall 703 a guy named Cody Farhat. He's one letter away from being Fart Hat. And if he would have been that, he would have been a better pick. <laughs> but he isn't, so he sucks. Did you say best pick? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, because he's not Fart Hat. If he was Fart Hat, oh, he was the best pick of 2018. But he was so close, but his ancestors or whatever did not pick the right last name. So he's my pick for worst draft pick of 2018, Cody Farhat, who was also almost Fart Hat. Um, I mean, I could complain about something like Noah Naylor being um, a non-factor so far on uh, prospect lists. And, and being not Bo Naylor. I mean, also, yeah. <laughs> That's his biggest drawback. Uh, I think the main point is like 2018 is too soon to know what the worst traffic is. But No, and, and, and that's true. I mean, none of these guys really, god damn, fart. <laughs> he was so um, close, Merritt. He was just one letter away. Could he not have tried a little harder to get the T in there? Maybe Ethan Hank. I don't know. I mean, no, honestly, Ethan Hank was what, really what, good. What a, ridicu- <laughs> what a ridiculous question to ask me. I have no clue. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. That's why I wanted to do it for the last one, just to wrap it up. <laughs> I, the real reason is I, I, I thought just for fun I'd look, and then I saw Fart Hat, and I thought, I'm going to use that one. I'm going to make Merit not have any answers, just so I can get my Fart Hat joke. Well, we got, we got we got Gunner Halter. The guy really hates the uh, really hates Arsenal, I guess. There's Cody Fart Hat. Got some good names in here, actually. Eli Lingos, pretty good. Uh, Aaron Pinto, I'm a big bean guy, so that's a pretty good one. Bean guy. He's a big bean guy. Uh, Spencer Schwellenbach, I assume, will be a superstar. Just based on name alone. Okay, so so here's a great name. Okay, this is a this is a fake human being that's a creation of a video game when I auto-populate a draft a couple years in the future. 
and his name is Braxton Cotton Game. Oh yeah, that's, that's absolutely a real. fake name. That's not a real person. That's a fake. <laughs> that's a fake human being. After like the first seventy rounds so of the MLB man. draft, they just add some players in. They don't. They're not real. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, and then we have Johnny Frankenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah, great catcher, uh, good arm, solid bat to ball skills. Uh, good. You know, I'd say I'm thirty eighth round pick. Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. What if people look up records on him? Nobody like does that. Zach, just fake the fan graphs charts. Nobody will care. He'll be gone in a couple of years. Zach Geloff, G-E-L-O-F. I mean, my name is Merritt Rolfing for God. <laughs> this guy's name is Daniel Schneeman. That's a, from a movie. It's a Disney villain name. Yeah. Schneeman. Uh, yeah, but from like, but like a nerdy like kid from a te- from like a kid's movie, like a Dennis and Menace-esque kind yeah, of not, not kind the of main villain, like uh, the, the one right under him. No, I'd say he's he's more like the nerdy kid from like a Boy Meets World type TV show. Oh, oh yeah. Schneeman's here. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Schneeman, we forgot our Why homework, and he told the teacher. Uh, yeah. Oh, Schneeman's raising his hand again. <laughs> oh, and so on. Yeah. yeah so that's gonna do it um, this so that, week. Oh, go so ahead. that's my pick. Anyway, there you go. That's so it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you are, uh, leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. I, I think Spotify can do reviews. Now I don't know. Wherever you do, leave a review. Let us know. Um, when we get new ones, I'll try to read them off the top of the show. Um, it's been a little while, but just from this point forward, we're probably going to do every week because baseball. Good Lord is going to get started soon. Hopefully, and there might be some news. We'll Yo, see. some of these colleges have to be fake. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Like what? Just give me one, and then we'll end the show after that one. What's the fakest college you know, found? George Wallace, George Wallace Community College. I don't know. That just doesn't seem real. Clearly fake. Maybe it is. <laughs> See you next week, Mary. Saginaw Heritage. Bye.